Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 149 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brandon Angelo. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, it is one of your favorite times of the year, right? It is, uh, we're coming off the heels of yet another Apple event, uh, but not an Apple event like we usually uh, anticipate every September. Things are different this year for many reasons. Uh, one being that iPhones are delayed. So uh, what is normally the September iPhone event was the non-iPhone September event. Also, I just realized something when you said, welcome to episode 149. Next episode is episode 150. Yes, correct. You know math. I know. Well, not even math, just counting. What do you think math is? Uh, I guess math is counting. That's the name of the episode. Anyways, continue. New Apple products. Yes. Uh, but I would say nothing earth shattering. Would you agree? Yeah, there's nothing new. Like, uh, oh, cool, a new watch? Yeah, nice. Uh, Better battery life, I guess. Always on screen. It has a, uh, what do you call it? A blood oxygen meter, I guess? Yeah, I think that's a good way of calling it. I think it's that's actually what it's called. It's like one of those things they put on your finger if you're in the hospital. So it, it's on your wrist instead. So there's, yeah. they're packing in lots of interesting meters in there. I do agree that it's a really interesting uh, watch. Does the general public care, Angelo? No, I think they're all going to buy the cheaper one because they also (laughs) announced an Apple Watch SE, which most people care about the fitness aspect. Now, yes, the uh, I I guess it's like VO2 max it can calculate, which is great for like runners and stuff, but it's really expensive. So you are not a runner? I'm not, no. uh, My exercise is usually weight training and yoga. And I take walks. I do weight training and really intense walks. So Yeah, your walks are way more intense than mine because I'll do like a 25-minute walk. Yeah, I did I did the equivalent of like 16 or 17 floors today. Wow. Yeah, that's what I usually try to do. But an Apple Watch would be good. Like I mine, I still have a Series 3. They're still actually selling the Series 3 for a significantly reduced cost. It's fine. I'm not planning on getting a new watch anytime soon. I'm amazed at how long the battery still lasts on this thing. I've had it on since this morning and I actually used it uh, to sleep with last night because now they have the sleep tracking in iOS 14 and watchOS 7. And I'm still at 65% battery. That's pretty good. Well, my old watch uh, at this point would usually be at 20%. Right. The battery fell off a cliff at that point. <laughs> I was about to say, I think that like you maybe need to uh, check it in that. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, look, I'll, I don't know if I'll use the sleep monitoring thing tonight there. I... Uh, I've tried uh, sleep stuff a few times and it doesn't really tell me much. It's like, yeah, you slept seven hours, but I remember waking up and it tells me I haven't woken up. So I don't Yeah, know. I have the same issue with my phone because um, I was setting it. I guess it's like for phones, it's time you touch, right? Yeah, phones are harder, right? Because your watch is on your wrist. It feels when you move, but a phone, I guess, is even worse than a watch. Yeah, I because I used it last year briefly and I, I only found that it, it was only me- measuring like when I would touch it. So it was kind of useless to me. Yeah. And and was it across the the room on a counter? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. It's right next to bed, right? So if I'd wake up okay. in the middle of the night to try and figure out what time it is, because we don't have another clock, I, I you know I'd kind of fumble around and touch it and be like, oh, of course, I registered being up at that time. Double density. Uh, Apple's just like, yeah, iOS fourteen coming out tomorrow. We're not warning anybody about it. Let us talk about that for a sec, then, before we get into the last bit of of news uh, involving the Apple event. But I downloaded iOS fourteen. I don't know if you noticed, but the the, the Apple Music icon changed. It's really distracting. It's really, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bright red. I don't care for it. No, and you, but you're not an Apple Music subscriber, right? No, I'm not, but I have a couple of albums that I've moved from my computer onto my phone. So okay. I was listening to a Weird Al, a, like, rarities collection today, for example. 
Okay. And yeah, uh, my daughter too, actually. I updated her iPad while she was- Oh, I was going to say, is she a Weird Al fan too? No, uh, I haven't introduced her to him. Maybe she'd like him. But uh, she noticed right away, oh my gosh, the music app is so different. It's a little different uh, than what most people are used to. It's kind of mixed from what I see on Twitter. I don't really care for it personally. Yeah, but uh, iOS 14 dropped like that. And um, a lot of developers on Twitter, when uh, Apple announced that it was going to come out the next day, uh, were not exactly excited about it. But uh, so far, like we're, what, a day in, and already I've seen people uh, update their apps. They had it ready, right? Like they, they were working on the beta, but... Apple usually gives uh, a gold master, and a week later, the okay. actual version comes out for the public. Okay, yeah, because uh, on my end, I nothing. I don't really care for much of this. Like, okay, cool. The app library is nice if you have like dozens of apps that you don't organize. But to me, I'm already pretty organized on my home screen, so it doesn't really matter. And uh, I tried widgets, and not a not a. Who knows? I might grow to like them, but right now, I've I've. I have put them on the screen that they're normally on and they're fine that way. But on my home screen... So I'm what widgets them. do you actually have? So on the home screen, none. I tried like one of the, the music one with the fitness one and I just moved it back over to that screen where you swipe over, right? Yes. Uh, I, is, that, is that like the, the today screen or something, right? Something like I that. guess I so like the, the OG like widget screen because the only thing that matters to me is the weather network um, widget, which I already had. So yeah. I'm not going to move that to my home screen anyways. No, I, I use the carrot weather widget and it's great. He actually updated the app today for more uh, iOS 14-like widgets because they are different looking. It's it's fine. Uh, I like the I do like the photo one because it kind of I do like going through my photos because I have thousands and thousands of photos. So your plan is to just rotate them or have them rotated. There's a widget that basically brings up photos from the past, like memories and stuff. So it's kind of cool. I very 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 infrequently use um, you know my calendar. So like for example, the calendar widget doesn't matter. The world clock widget doesn't really matter either. The Wikipedia top read widget. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, there, but there's, I'm sure there are people that are going to like it. And that's the whole point, right? iOS 14 yeah. is catering to millions of people. And uh, the widget thing is something Android users have had for years. Yes, well, pre this phone, I was using widgets. Uh, or sorry, pre... Uh, so I had the 11, I had the SE before. And so pre that, I had an Android build that I was using. That like I was using widgets like circa 2013, 2014, right? So like, welcome to Apple from the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, you had that original Galaxy Nexus phone, right? Yeah, exactly, the Nexus, which I loved for what it was, right? It also allowed me to add an extra micro SD card of 32 gigs of, of space, so I love that too. But now you have lots of space on your iPhone. Yes, 64 gigs, and <laughs> I am more than fine with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm barely at uh, 25 right now, and that's like with a huge backlog of uh, podcasts. I don't know about you, but working from home um, is hard um, in terms of like listening to podcasts, and I know that's something you sort of talked about. How is your podcast consumption going these days? It's fine. Um, I basically split between music and podcasts throughout the day. And now that no one's around the house, I the podcasts are playing while I'm working. Uh, and it's fine. Uh, I, I do prefer music, though, to when I'm working, especially if I'm working on stuff where I have to read. We've talked about it, right? It's, it's that type of thing where you get distracted by words. So basically, you're hitting all the basic tennis tonight, reading, talking about counting. Like, yeah. kindergarten is going well for you. Yeah, the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> I was going to say reading, writing, and recycling bits of yeah. our show that we talk about over and over again with every Apple event, except this time around, there is no newness. There's there's new iPads, too. Well, yes, I was going to mention uh, that. I mean, I'm not in the market for one, so I'm not actively looking at them, but they, they seem very interesting and very powerful for what they are. Well, 
at the time when I bought my iPad Pro, that was the iPad for me because there was basically the, the the base iPad and then the iPad Pro, and I wanted the bigger screen one, so that's what I got. If I were to buy an iPad today, the iPad Air that came out yesterday is pretty great. Absolutely, for the price point, uh, for sure. But once again, it's all at a premium, right? Yeah, you and uh, do you notice the interesting Touch ID button on it? I did. I wonder if because of how face masks have affected Face ID, the new iPhones are going to have both Face ID and uh, Touch ID. Well, I'm hoping because, yeah, I upgraded to an 11 uh, about a month ago, and like I'm still getting used to uh, having to punch in my code anyways. So, so when you uh, get a new phone in four years, hopefully <laughs> yeah. there's Touch ID. I, my plan is not to replace my iPhone 8 yet this year, but we'll see. Well, you, you never know when you need to replace stuff. So before we talk about that, let's talk about the last thing, which is the new Apple service bundle that I don't care about. You don't care about, yeah. And they still didn't do what I want. And that uh, uh, an iCloud tier that actually makes sense for you because going from 200 gigabytes, which I, I would surpass, to two terabytes, which I hardly fill, uh, I wish there was something in between. But now they're going to have these um, service bundles where, so for example, uh, I pay for Apple Music Family. Mm -hmm. And I pay for iCloud. And I have Apple TV for free uh, because my wife got a new iPhone last year. Now Are we're you going to keep Apple TV? No, I'm going to okay. cancel it. Same. Uh, I checked today and I, we have it till November 2nd. However, because I have music and the highest iCloud tier, basically if I put those two together for $2 more, I will get everything else. Yeah, like Apple Arcade and Apple News Plus, because I know you're really excited to read every single magazine out there. I don't care about those at all, but Apple TV Plus is fine. It's not too bad, actually. There's some great shows on there that I really want to watch. So if it's an extra two bucks, it's fine. One that does interest me, though, is the Apple Fitness. That seems pretty cool. That is coming later this year, right? Yeah, and it would be essentially free because you it gets bundled into that. That, that third tier, the premium one, saves you apparently over $30 a month. Yeah, so the premier one is uh, 34 bucks a month and it saves you 32 in theory, but that's the price of if you're getting all of these services individually, right? Yeah, and I would never get Apple News and I would not get Apple Arcade because I don't care. Um, but I, I do think Apple TV Plus is worth it for some shows, so I would probably get that. But uh, Well, I think base, Apple Arcade might be interesting for your kids if you get them like a, a Bluetooth remote. Yeah, they could try it on the Apple TV, but they would also give it a try on their iPad. So I, my son has seen Apple Arcade on the Apple TV. The app is there by default and he wondered what it was but look he has a switch and we were playing super mario brothers tonight the uh original super not super nes the original nes one and uh we finished it we went through it finished it it was fun did you do all the level skips or did you go all eight worlds no we wanted he wanted to see the warps too so we did uh, we went to we did like the traditional i think what almost everybody does when they played uh, super mario brothers and correct me if i'm wrong but you would go world one 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 two warp to three one get your hundred lives go to four two and then go to eight yeah yeah that's right? just, i mean that's what i knew growing up yeah, although I didn't really do well getting the 100 lives. I got like 15. <laughs> well, 15 is better than zero, but I mean, that World 8, though, is kind of tough if, you're, if, you, if you haven't played it in a while. How, yes, it was hard, but guess what? Uh, the Switch has rewind, so I, would, uh, I, wish, I, I wish the NES had that. So cheater mode. Yeah, it's, but you know what? It was just for fun, and it's fine. I didn't. I told my daughter, let's speed run. She was actually timing me. I'm like, let's not speed run. I'm not good at this. <laughs> yeah, because you can get, uh, what is it, like five, five minutes now? Uh, just under, I think it's 4.55. I think Cosmic got 4.55 something. Yeah, if you're really good. I'm not. Okay, well, I have a mission for you then by Christmas. 15 minutes. You think you do 15 minutes? 15 minutes? Yeah. I have to practice a lot. <laughs> I have other stuff to do. 
What are you recording on tonight? I'm recording on a brand new MacBook Pro 1.4 gigahertz. Uh, I sprung for the 500 gig hard drive. And it's, so it's basically the second tier 13 inch Pro with the touch bar. Yes, with the touch bar, which is fine for most people. But for me, I don't really care because it in a, the majority of the apps, it's just a shortcut button, but I already know the keyboard shortcuts. You're actually saying what most power Mac users say, right? Like it's not something that really is affecting them too much because they all know the shortcuts. I do hear it's actually pretty neat for Logic and GarageBand. So you'll have to let me know how that goes. It is kind of cool. But yeah, once again, like if I have a mouse, why would I need to sort of like use that at all? Um, you have lost your beloved old version of GarageBand, though. I know, but I've gained so many, so many weird samples in the, the <laughs> GarageBand library, right? So I downloaded like the eight, eight and a half gig update of the full sound pack. Yeah, and I'm just going to play around. Uh, as I told you, I've already started making like ignorant EDM uh, tracks. So I'm going to send those your way sooner or later. Double density. Uh, yeah, so what had happened is basically my battery for my mid-2012 MacBook Pro uh, gave me a warning that it needs to be serviced imminently. That's There's not much you can do about that. I finally had said, you know what, I'd love to wait, but I, I can't. So I spent money that I, luckily, because I'm still currently employed, I do have, so it wasn't the end of the world. It was just, I wasn't expecting to pay that much this month because I already bought a, some office supplies. So I bought myself a chair and mm-hmm. uh, a new monitor. Because you're back uh, to work full time now. Yes, yeah, as of this week, so that's, that's the good news. But uh, yeah, so I've had to spend, uh, you know, my, uh, as I was telling a friend, my butthole is just leaking money. <laughs> Great. I thought you had to get a special cushion for your chair that you bought. That's why that's why you needed no. a new chair, because your butthole was leaking something. No, I would love to call my, my GP, my, you know, general practitioner doctor and say, hey, listen, I don't know what to do about this. Can you help me out and sort of like deal with that? Because my other concern was what if... I uh, am faced with this situation where there's another lockdown in Quebec, which is going to be probably imminent. Let's be honest. I mean, lockdown, what would it change for you too much? In terms of work, that's not like, that's pretty much known at this point is that people that work in offices are not going to be going back to work. No, I meant more practically speaking in terms of like, if I have to wait for a new laptop for a few days, that's a few days that I have to take sick days because I can't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like time off, unpaid time off while I'm waiting for a new laptop. Smart. So I'm I'm happy you got your uh, your uh, your MacBook Pro. Now uh, you're in the uh, 21st century of uh, of Macs. I guess no, you were in the 21st century, but still, uh, it was a 2012 MacBook Pro you had. Yeah, mid 2012. Yeah. My biggest gripe is having to buy an 85 dollar dongle. Yeah, yeah. I think you had to buy the same dongle my wife bought, right? Yeah, because I have an HDMI for the second screen as well as a you know my mixer is the classic USB, right? So. And what's nice with that dongle though is you don't lose the USB-C, right? So you can still keep your... Yeah, but I have uh, nothing else to plug it into. No, but you can plug in, like, so, I mean, no, I guess, but I, it, it just, you you plug it into a USB-C uh, port, but you don't lose that port because there's an extra USB-C port in there. Right, but I, what I'm saying is I have nothing... I feel like this is like that Wayne's World um, bit about how Wayne's uh, crazy ex-girlfriend gives him the the gun rack, right? I have nothing to put in the new USB-C port. Oh, yeah, it's true. So what does it matter? Well, you can plug in your power. Well, that's what I've done. Okay, or uh, an external hard drive. Has anyone plugged in a dongle on top of a dongle? Does that work? Stephen Hackett from uh, Relay FM and Connected has a YouTube channel where he looks at old Macs, and I think he had to connect several dongles to get something to work on a newer Mac. It was pretty interesting. Okay, because I, I, if I have, like, for example, like, uh, unfortunately, like, it's either my mixer or my mouse right now. Yeah. No, I think dongle within dongles, like the daisy chain, I guess. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious what that power drain is on that, but I'm not 
stupid enough to go spend $85 on an extra dongle just to test things out. So yeah. if you want to lend me yours via mail, sale no, mail, uh, go ahead and do that. I Yeah, I, I have my external SSDs have USB-C, but my iMac does not. Came out in 2015, so I just plug them in the regular old-fashioned USB-A. <sighs> yeah, I'm just like, I, and I know, they're, I know they're trying to force a new standard, I get that, but it comes at the cost of like, having in like a like a Mac brand like to my wife this all sounds insane yes she's a PC person right uh, yeah by virtue of never having used a Mac actively okay yeah. and then when she uses mine she gets angry about it uh, what does she get angry about because the layout's all different the keys are sort of different right the shortcuts are a little bit different okay so I, I mean I could relate right because that's how I feel when I sit at a Windows computer the thing is I I used to use a Windows computer every day at work so I, I it wasn't that unfamiliar to me I'm worried about when I actually go back to that PC how weird it's going to feel. Okay. Um, let us uh, end this section and uh, head on over to the Paramount side of things. All right. See you there. Double Density presents the sounds of your youth. Welcome back to Dull Dancing. As always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So the first item I would like to discuss um, is something that I've been trying to ignore more or less for the last uh, couple of months since this came up. And our friend TJ uh, messaged me on Instagram uh, about this the second time it happened. And now I feel like with last week and this week's uh, mentions on her Instagram stories, I think it's time to address um, a very interesting topic, which is Demi Lovato chilling for Stephen Greer and his uh, his C-City organization and the CE5 app. It's a weird uh, version of Instagram influencers, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's a, usually they're like shilling uh, face cream. Or, yeah, no. And so I feel uh, like the pandemic has forced people to sort of explore different life options and uh, different hobbies, right? So some people and uh, want to get in touch with the more spiritual side of things. And so I sent you, uh, I can't believe this sounds exactly like a Mad Libs, but I sent you a link to Dr. Stephen Greer's Facebook page uh, with the heading of Steve-O and Demi Lovato discuss close encounters of the fifth kind. Contact has begun. And uh, so in the clip itself, there's a two-minute video of Steve-O's podcast where he just seems like delayed almost. I don't know how to explain it. It's like he's, I guess he's using like Bluetooth headphones or something. And he just, um, his response is like delayed by a second for everything. It's funny you say that because you tried to use Bluetooth headphones with your setup earlier and uh, you know, you noticed that it was delayed. So it, it prepared you perfectly for this. I was just curious to see how it sounded like in something like GarageBand. So yeah, it was just funny that I knew well enough to sort of like plug um, my my headphones in because of the fact that I have a thousand wires running because I don't have a proper space. I do my podcasting from the table that my wife and I both work on five days a week. Oh, life in the pandemic. I know. I know but life, and speaking and of life for some pandemic, people, they end up working in a kitchen. Other people end up thinking they're seeing UFOs. Yeah. So Demi Lovato has been posting about this semi-regularly. She's busy using the CE5 app um, and has claimed to have been in contact with with something or there or another, but I'm not sure whether or not that's true. And, and so I understand that she uh, talked about the documentary that we covered back in March, mostly about spirituality and um, meditation and things like that. And so I feel like this is sort of like this weird, as we're talking about, like a new age grift in terms of like paying i think it was like 12 or 14 bucks for the app and then you know if you wanted steven greer merch if you wanted to do other things there then it was another um percentage his infamous like weekends out which are probably i don't know canceled right now i don't know if they're going on i doubt it i mean it's outdoors i guess if people stay two meters apart i don't, I don't know the rules in the u.s uh and every state seems to have different set of rules yes. so i don't know if you'd be able to run it there um i don't think the instagram story is still up but if i remember correctly when you sent it to me, she was excited because 
moments after she used, used the app, she saw lights in the sky. Am I that's re- right. remembering that correctly? That's right, yeah. Which were probably either satellites or stars. Well, yeah, that's what they were. So yes, you'll see stuff in the sky. Yeah, I just thought it was, the app. I just thought it was really funny because um, um, I mean, she's well intentioned, right? And that's a very interesting part. And I think she's getting something different out of it than you and I are getting of it because uh, Greer's pivot to sort of like a new age, um, um, uh, like guru like mentality is is more recent than his classic sort of like twenty year battle, um, you know, like with the infamous like two thousand uh, press club conference and things like that. Um, and so, if someone's just hopping on the Greer train right now, like some of what he says could make sense in terms of like the spiritual side of, of ufology and making contact with, um, you know, a non earthly beings. Right. But at this point, I mean, we both know that CE, you know, five is tenuous at best, you know, in a few years, I think we'll be hearing about like CE 19, which is like, I brought an alien to a Taco Bell drive through or something. Well, I, we'd have to spend a day going through, uh, each CE type. Then we get to CE six. Uh, there's, they're up, to, they're, they're up to eight, I think right now. Eight? Right. So, yeah, wow, if we had a producer, I'd force him to throw it up on the screen, you know, Joe Rogan style. Jamie, bring up that uh, video. Yeah, uh, which is all, like, I don't want to talk about that, but uh, Joe Rogan offered, uh, you know, the presidential debate on his, his show, and I just, this is a hellscape. We're living in a hellscape here. Yeah, there was that really, I don't remember what the tweet was, but I thought I read it where uh, he talked about having them, and then, hey guys, did you guys see that video about the bear? Yeah. <laughs> which I think is totally on brand for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I do find that, you know, once again, like Demi's well intentioned, but isn't aware of who this person is or their history, right? So it's easy no to sort of like watch one documentary and sort of get a feel for someone, but not really do like the deeper exploration that you need to do um, for someone like this either, right? Yeah, he didn't spring up overnight. He's not like an overnight UFO success story. He's been around no, exactly. for uh, decades and he's got decades of, uh, let's say, poor quality research behind him. Yeah, and, you know, questionable results too, right? Because at this point, yeah, it's been 20 years, and what do you have to show for it, right? Like, the Atacama skeleton was nothing? He's never come up with anything concrete. He's always been on the cusp of it with disclosure and the uh, press club meeting and all that stuff, but nothing ever comes of it. He keeps saying something will come of it, but nothing ever does. So I don't know if you have opened up the link that I've sent you, but uh, one of the the posts like right before this from eight hours ago as of recording is a uh, uh, Google review or an App Store review of the CE5 app, which makes me laugh because the shilling is now complete. Like this is just something that you do in marketing, right? To prove that your app with normal users works, you you post a real life link. And then of course you kind of bust through and uh, sort of like make the point here that uh, it's being used out in the wild, right? The comments are pretty funny. I uh, do agree with that. So one of the funny things is that when you screenshot the library, one of the uh, um, sound tones is Dr. Greer's logo in 3D. So I have no idea what that sounds like. The five-star review he pulled, what's with the name? I mean, it's just, it's just, I assume like a, a username, right? So like on your Apple, like on the Apple store or yeah, like it's just, Google, it's an for odd, example. I mean, yeah, it's just, it just looks like random letters, but maybe it's, it's Papa Jr. or something. Or, or really P-Pat Jr., right? Yeah. Personable so Pat Jr.? Oh, maybe. Yeah. So there we go. You're but, welcome. Uh, I, I solved, it, I solved the issue at hand here, which, it's which just, is just, I not, wonder how he pulled that one review. It's called a screenshot. No, I know, but which, why did he choose that one specifically? Because, right? okay, so having... Is it the only five star? So not to pull behind the, the, you know, not to pull the curtain too behind here, or like not to pull the curtain too open, but part of my job includes um, doing some stuff like this. And um, trying to find a competent review is sometimes very difficult. <laughs> 
I know it's either everybody loves it or everybody hates it. I, I recently had to buy, or I didn't have to, but uh, after many uh, months of debating it, we bought an, ad- an automatic uh, cat feeder because uh, we're tired of the cat waking us up in the morning. And the reviews were pretty funny because there were several low-starred reviews, but when you read it, the only complaint was that it cost too much money. But everything else, this thing's amazing, it works so well, but it's too expensive. Yeah, I saw a one-star review. Um, my friend was looking for like uh, uh, earbuds for like running with the, you know, that sort of like the the rubber cord attached, right? So that yeah. way if, if you lose one, you don't lose the other. And there were some insane comments that had nothing to do with them at all. And that's why they were giving it one star. Those are my favorite reviews. But yeah, coming back to this, what this is is a clear marketing ploy, right? So his pivot from UFO guy to wellness guy is pretty much complete at this point, right? Because one of my favorite things is uh, I'm going to read you from the the Facebook description here for the photo. Get Dr. Stephen Greer's new CE5 contact app. A lot of new and exclusive features have been added, like personal meditations from Dr. Greer. So now, look, he knows about health and well wellness. He was a doctor. He still is, I guess, but he has, he's not practicing, correct? Yeah, I wonder if his medical license is even active. I wonder, uh, let's look this up. Please hold. So there is a Stephen O. Greer in Alaska. Okay, not him. No. So right now, Stephen M. Greer is, I don't know whether or not anyone can answer that question, but uh, it seems to me, uh, according to the California government, the CA.gov website I just used to look this up, it doesn't seem like he is. Oh, what is a oh, what is a fictitious name permit? That's an li- interesting license type. Huh. Uh yeah. So I'm just I'm wondering here because I looked under physician and surgeons. So I was just curious. And uh, okay, well, he was like, an emergency room doctor for Yeah, he was an ER doctor before he pivoted in the mid-90s. So uh nothing seems to be here. I'd be curious if anyone else has done any research into uh, whether or not he has an active medical license. So he does not, according um to this, right? So he's shifting over to health and wellness, and uh, he might be in good company over there with in terms of people that buy into these types of things, right, Brian? Yes. So I linked you to a Rolling Stone article all about how the the like the wellness sphere is being slowly invaded by QAnon. <laughs> it's really sad. And uh, so I kind of wanted to tie this over into the idea of like spirituality kind of invading the paranormal realm, whether it's to be um, um, aliens or in this case like. Uh, more earth-based things like conspiracy theories because there's this kind of like a common thread, right? So um, the subhead from E.J. Uh, e. Dixon's uh, article is yoga and spirituality influencers have been watching the mainstreaming of QAnon with horror, so they decided to take a stand. So a lot of people decided to call out QAnon for what is uh, going on. And I mean, once again, QAnon is just a bunch of nonsense floating around the internet that has seen to gain traction. So a lot of wellness uh, influencers have decided to sort of take a stand towards like um, uh, the utter stupidity that's going on right now. The problem is it's also getting dangerous because now uh, just recently here uh, in Montreal, there was a anti-mask, anti-vaccine coronavirus is a hoax type rally of thousands of people walking around without masks. And right now we're having a resurgence of people getting sick here. Uh, Now's not the time. And they're calling on the government to relax restrictions that Many of us already think are too loose, but I understand the position the government's in that they have to make sure the economy still keeps going. And uh, I feel our our government could be doing a better job, but they're not doing the worst job possible, uh, which is happening in some places. And these people are saying that the whole virus is a hoax made up by the government. But let's bring things back to the most important part of uh, the Montreal <laughs> protest, which is the sign that we both saw um, in some news articles, which, of course, links 
this whole uh, 5G, QAnon, fake news conspiracy, the Bill Gates stuff with one of our favorite and uh, uh, most uh, interesting uh, figures in ufology, and that is Rael. So yeah. the Raelian movement was mentioned in a random sign. How? What could be more double density than a QAnon rally about uh, masks and COVID uh, than somebody having a sign about Rael? It's perfect for our show. It kind of like, yeah, it, it was kind of like a greatest hits, right? It was just this, this weird thing where it's just... Do you want to contact the guy who had the sign? I don't. I have no desire to talk to that person because uh, there's no reasoning with people who are part of this uh, protest. I had a friend tell me recently that she's been getting messages from somebody uh, she knows on Instagram, uh, uh, through Instagram, like it's not somebody she just knows through Instagram, uh, talking about how uh, they're going to get guns and they're going to have to protect themselves not to get the vaccine because the vaccine is going to have a chip in it to track you. Which to me is like pretty easy to find out whether or not that's true, right? But that, so, okay, here lies the problem when somebody goes down that spiral. They will counteract anything you say that, no, we can figure that out. It's not a problem to figure that out. Yes, it is a problem because they will cover the truth. Right, of course. So it's just, it's lies upon lies. Exactly. So you're never going to be able to convince anybody who thinks that type of thing is a conspiracy. So now there's these wellness uh, people on uh, uh, in this Rolling Stone article that are trying to get rid of QAnon, and there's half of them that are with you, QAnon. Which is just a whole confusing set of lies, too. Do you follow any uh, health and wellness people on... Uh, Not on Instagram, Insta- no. I follow a couple of uh, YouTube channels basically for their uh, workout routines, but I don't follow any any wellness people. I do follow the subreddit blog snark, though, and sometimes they do mention um, health and wellness bloggers there and influencers. Because there are some really out there uh, health and wellness people. I mean, look, already one of them has his own show, and it's Dr. Oz. Oh, right? Dr. Mehmet Oz, right. Yeah. Hasn't he said some really dumb things about the... He has. There's, it's easily Googleable if you want to find a couple of lists of, of clips of, of things he's said that uh, are just like, uh, egregious in nature. Like vaccines. And for everything I've heard is that in terms of being a surgeon, he's one of the best in the world. But then when it comes to talking about really woo-woo out there things, he's terrible. He's back in, he's back in the truck up. Yeah. Uh, although recently he was online uh, talking about how masks do not... Uh, make you lose oxygen. So that's not something you should use as a reason. No, but there's thousands of others, right? So who who knows? Because this is all a hoax. Uh, my mom didn't lose her favorite cousin to this at all. It's just all a hoax. Yeah, it's not real. And that's actually something our government here is going to be uh, pushing in terms of um, trying to get people to understand the seriousness of this. They're going to be uh, having an ad campaign of people that have been affected and uh, hopefully that'll actually let people know that, no, this is a real thing. But of course, it's going to be like the whole Sandy Cook thing, right? Where people were paid actors. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, I mean, there are no grieving parents in that either, right? It's just Obama's going to take our guns away, and then he never did. Same thing with Parkland. There was a clip of the current U.S. president blaming his, uh, the person he's running against for everything that's happened. Which checks out. I mean, it's the cabal, right, of, of shadowy people. It doesn't even make sense. But I, I just feel like it's funny because like uh, QAnon and wellness is kind of like um, a lot of the new age stuff that we'd see in the 90s in a more innocent form in terms of like um, extraterrestrial contact as as a way of like broadening one's spirit, which I have listened to hours and hours of Coast to Coast interviews with people um, who kind of ascribe to the idea that like 
through a lot of what Dr. Guru talks about now, like things like meditation and, and you know, guided meditations as well as, as exercises you can do to get closer to these beings who don't necessarily traditionally inhabit um, um, physical forms necessarily, but the idea is there and has been there for, for decades at least. It's just, it's sat more on the fringe. This is a way more uh, deadly form of tying in wellness um, with, uh, uh, oh God, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, where are they? Why don't they come save us and help us? I would love to do that. I mean, I'll just flash some flashlights in the sky and, and get Demi Lovato to do the same thing. And you know, the thing is, once again, I don't hold this against her that she um, um, seems enlightened and interested, but a lot of people need to take that critical next step of exploring who this person is and what they they stand for too, right? So I think that like that also needs to happen both in the context of QAnon as well as people like Stephen Greer, right? Yeah, and we don't want influencers influencing people uh, in the wrong direction either. Uh, a lot of these health and wellness people have uh, some of them hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, I was about to say like they have they have pretty vast audiences at this point, right? So yeah, well, I mean, the one person I follow on YouTube and on Instagram, she's I think she has over uh, over five or six million subscribers on YouTube, but she seems pretty science based. And when you go to her Instagram feed, she's as far from QAnon as they come. Yeah, but it's not a surprise that, uh, I mean, the thing is like it all comes down to the idea of, uh, you know, kind of like this individual um, um, liberty and the choices you make, both with your body uh, in terms of like wellness, but also with QAnon, right? So the idea that like you're not going to force me to become a sheeple. No. Either, you know, I will uh, better myself physically, spiritually through my own means and I'm not going to listen to any authority figures because the authority figures um, are just trying to keep me down in various ways, right? So I feel like there's an illogical yet illogical jump that happens uh, there too when it comes to both domains sort of like coexisting. That's actually really well said, Brian. Uh, <laughs> that's very good. You're very smart sometimes. I uh, I had like one good moment in an episode and I thought my Taco Bell CE19 CE19 thing was was it, but it was not. And maybe with that, I feel like I want to close episode 149. Do you, you remember that Seinfeld episode where George says this great line in a meeting and then he just tries to leave the meeting and just waves off? That's how I feel right now. All right. Perfect. This is perfect timing. And I know you have to go somewhere right now. You have yes. An, uh, you're recording another podcast? I am, which you'll need to deal with, Angelo. So we are doing our second session of the uh, Order of Podcasts uh, tabletop RPG over at twitch.tv slash technofunkboy. Um, and so this is run in the Esoterrorist uh, uh, system, uh, which means way less dice rolling and more about whether or not you have an ability in your abilities papers and you can do things. So it's the idea of mixing a traditional RPG with supernatural elements, right? So it's kind of like the the idea of like mixing classic D&D with a show like X-Files or uh, supernatural and i play a real anal uh process server named normand with a d johnson who uh, wants to find out the truth and is like after the truth and um he's the he's kind of like the, the the scully right he wants to just be able to say like no it's not the monster of the week it is actually something odd and bump of the night happening huh you could uh get together with demi lovato I could, I could, but uh, as always, uh, you can always go uh, find us over on Twitter, double underscore density. If not, Instagram.com slash double density podcast. You can also email us at double density podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us over at double density.net. I like when your voice goes all high pitched like that. It's fun. Yeah, I was, it was, it was uh, like ascending almost, you know? Yeah, very exciting. Ascending like the aliens. Yes, exactly. So, Angelo, this is it for episode 149. Episode 150, we'll probably have to plan something special. How do you feel about that? It won't be like the Disappearance of Brian Hasey episode 100 style, but... No, but lots of air horns. Yeah, I'm hoping that you or I... We should do dueling edits of the podcast. <laughs> and see Great. which one we like better. But yeah, Angelo, I want everyone to tune in next episode as we visualize 
our best selves. See you there. See you there. Buy our $5 app. I want everyone to tune in next to, uh, God, what's wrong with me?